Hello, I'm Adam and welcome to Tales from the Potting Bench, a gardening podcast where you'll hear tales and stories from the most interesting and different people from the world of both indoor and outdoor gardening. This season is sponsored by the wonderful people at PlantGrow, producers of award-winning organic fertilisers made with zero chemicals. Great for your garden and even greater for the planet. This episode features something a little different as I'm talking to someone you'd not necessarily associate with the world of gardening. This week's guest is the wonderful Daisy Upton, otherwise known as Five Minute Mum. We talk about how Daisy puts together five minute activities for children, both indoors and outdoors, and how her garden is her sanctuary away from the kids. So, Daisy, or otherwise known as Five Minute Mum, who are you, what do you do, and why do you do what you do? Who am I? Oh my goodness, a deep question for morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Five Minute Mum, uh, that's how I'm known online, but my real name's Daisy, and my first job, I always still say, is that I'm a stay-at-home parent, <laughs> like that always still feels like my first actual job, and that's how I started doing this. Uh, four years ago, I started a blog, um, just sharing five minute games and activities for parents to sort of do easily at home when you're knackered with your kids and you just want to set something up really quick. So I started sharing some games and ideas based on my sort of teaching background and it went crazy. <laughs> and I got a, a book deal and so I wrote my first book, which is called Give Me Five, and then lockdown happened and then it went double crazy. Um, you could literally see on my website, the hits went from 4,000 a day to 80,000 overnight after Boris Johnson announced that the schools were closing. <laughs> um, and so then I wrote two more books, uh, which are both now out. And um, I've just carried on sharing five minute games and activities online ever since. And I'm just all about sharing them in a realistic way. I never try and set them up perfectly or make it look pretty. I've always kept this kind of, there's washing in the background, there's cups on the side, but we're going to shove this out and play for five minutes because it makes us all feel good. Yeah, I think it was incredible timing, really, wasn't it? It was very fortuitous <laughs> yeah. that just when when the book came out and when we went into lockdown, because everyone was suddenly, we talk about this in almost a nostalgic kind of a way now, don't we, where we literally couldn't do anything. And now that we're kind of, you know, 99% free and we can kind of go out and do almost what we want the the idea of just being at home or forcibly being at home and not being able to go anywhere is really bizarre really now so having those kind of things to do with kids was an absolute godsend and I, <laughs> I can say that personally we had the book already funnily enough before we were because it came out how long before lockdown was it it wasn't very oh, it, was, it was about three weeks yeah it was really short and you're lucky because lots of people couldn't get hold of it because it was sold out really quickly yeah. so if you got it before you did well <laughs> I think we'd pre-ordered it um I think my wife had pre-ordered it so I think that's how we'd got it I think we'd got it right from the very start and we at the in the first lockdown well actually even in the second as well we've got one daughter at that point who was two which as you'll know I mean two is such a, a difficult for when you can only go in your garden and you can only go to the shops once a day so those kind of five minute yeah. things were were an absolute godsend so what did you so you've done you've done three books now what are the what are the other two called mm -hmm. so the second one's called time for school and that's based on like just simplifying the curriculum so at home so what are they learning at school why are they learning it and how can we support at home in a really quick and easy way you know not you know how to hack homework and make it fun so when they get sent a worksheet and they don't want to do it what can we do instead that will that they'll want to do that feels like we've achieved that support at home so that was my second book and that's really chunky big book <laughs> and <laughs> And it's because it's got 
all the phonics phases of it and games for yeah. everything games for math games for life skills that's kind of like a bit of a go-to for everything book and then my third book's just come out and that's called on the go so that is just really fun that's for any age games for trains planes automobiles birthday parties holidays traveling restaurants um, it's just like a big hodgepodge of all really fun, quick activities to entertain kids wherever you are. So have you, um, thinking about the books and thinking about what you're doing in the future, I'm sure there must be plans for future books. Have you got an idea roughly of what of what you would like to do next? Um, I have, yeah. It's just a case of convincing my publishers. <laughs> <laughs> but they are wonderful. Um, I kind of think, I feel like I want to do loads of stuff. I just get, I get so many ideas of what I want to do. And I think it's just a case of actually figuring out what the right one is. Um, but I'm really enjoying this kind of lull right now, which is what's really nice about <laughs> doing like a podcast like yours, is that it's a bit of a quiet time in that I've, yeah. the three books are out and I'm kind of in this, right, what can I do next phase? And it's a bit quieter. So I'm just enjoying that at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> and that yeah, means I, I can get out in the garden again yes. and I'm like yay don't don't send me another book Phil just yet I just really <laughs> really want to get all these like tomato plants out <laughs> yeah I know exactly what you mean and we we've talked a bit about gardening um on Instagram I remember saying something to you once I can't remember exactly what it was but it was uh something about like enjoying the time outside with the kids and I think your your initial response was like no that's my time <laughs> that's not for, Absolutely <laughs> that's not not. for the kids <laughs> <laughs> that, that is it isn't it and then um, yeah people often say to me oh you're gonna write a gardening book for the kids and I'm like definitely not no because that is where I escape them <laughs> and I think that's I mean I'm happy to do stuff so that they're out there so when they were little and I wanted to do some gardening I would set up activities often I would yeah. um, prune stuff and then I'd leave it on a tray with some little safety scissors and they would sit and chop it up at the same time you know activities like that so it keep them busy I mean I could still potter about in the garden or I'd get out a tub of you know water and chuck some food coloring in it and then again throw some like petals and stuff around it and then they would splash in that happily and I would be able to get 10 minutes to do some weeding or whatever so a lot of the activities were kind of like to keep them busy so I could be in the garden but I definitely wasn't sort of aiming to encourage them to join me because it just stresses me out and I'm like you're not doing it right and you've knocked the head off of that and no 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 and I just I'm just sort of trying to always usher them away from wherever I am so that I can do my bit in peace and yeah. quite often I garden when my husband's about and he takes them he's taken them out somewhere and I'm like right I'm going to do two hours in the garden now and that's my yeah that's, that's your my time. escape and my happy place yeah and I'm I'm hoping to get a greenhouse this year and that is literally going to become my room where I will disappear to <laughs> and I often use the garden as an escape you know when they're having a tantrum when we're having a really hard day when I you know when I was a stay-at-home parent with two toddlers and they're quite close in age I would often take five minute breather in the garden I'd go out and just calm myself down or if they were screaming I'd take them out and on my hip and just walk around the garden just describing the plants to them and that would calm them down to the point now where my daughter says to me when she's upset sometimes I want to go in the garden garden." we just walk around having a cuddle and it's like calms us both back down again so yeah it is definitely my escape place and not not necessarily our play area all the time. <laughs> do, the, do the kids want to, are they interested in the garden? Do they want to be out there? Um, Ewan isn't, but Florence definitely is. She sees, she's very observant and she sees what I'm doing and she knows I get great joy from it. And so she wants in on that. So mm-hmm. um, she brought home a bean that they'd grown from school and we both, you know, I showed her how to pot it on and and then we put a cane for it and then it got enormous and then we had to train it up the shed. Um, 
and because she was responsible for it, I was like fully expecting it to die. And it didn't. It just got this big. It was like Jack and the Beans. So it kind of took over the whole shed in the end. And then we grew beans from it and we ate them. And then I saved some and now I've replanted them this year. So she's seen that whole cycle and it's really taken her interest. She's really like eating breeds off the hanging baskets and, and uh, growing sunflowers and stuff like that. She is actually dead into it. And that's fine. If I'm in the right mood, you know, I'll let her come and have a little go. She's got her own set and stuff. And I've got some spaces that she can go and she's got a fairy garden which is really good because that's her thing so she's got a fairy garden and she goes and she plants whatever she wants in that there's some carrot seedlings that have amazingly popped up in it at the moment (laughs) (laughs) I'm half wondering whether to whether to pop them on or just leave them there to flounder yeah Yeah. (laughs) we've got that's really strange we've got a like a fairy garden thing it's an old like an old garden ornament but it's like a well and again we've said that that's yours and you can do literally what you want with it if it becomes overgrown it's fine it's yours if it's if there's nothing then it's yours really strange because we've got some carrot seedlings in that as well but we a few weeks ago we I just gave a packet of seeds to my daughter and she scattered them on it and I kind of thought well there's no compost on the top they're not going to germinate obviously lo and behold they've they've all pretty much germinated and it's really strange because she uh our eldest is four now and she's so interested in the garden ridiculously so Mm. and she the other day it was a really sunny day and she was just I just saw her out the window and she was just walking around and I went out and said what are you doing she said I'm I'm just seeing what's changed oh my god that's absolutely amazing and Mm. she'll walk around the garden and she'll say that's the sunflowers that's the this that's the Mm. whatever and I think it's 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 so nice to have them involved with it obviously if you mm. if you want them to yeah when you're in um, the right mood yeah, yeah yeah definitely so are you um did you say is your husband into gardening as well or is it no, no. not at all again and that's I'm I'm glad of it because it's it's my thing and it means I can take total control over it and he doesn't really he'll, he'll cut the grass he mows the grass he cuts the hedges um and you know sometimes I'll be like can, can you shift that giant pot over there for me yeah <laughs> looks at me quizzically like why and I'm like I've got my reasons just, just can you yeah, help me please yeah. <laughs> so yeah no he's not he's not bothered but it's so interesting what you say about kids because like we can try and teach them things you can say as much as you want to them about trying to teach them certain things in life but ultimately it's what we do and what our actions that they will copy and like you say about um, walking around the garden that's what she's seen you do and that's what she's mm. doing and that's the same with Florence it's I've never encouraged that she, she's just watched me do it and that you know that is so interesting and um yeah my son my son doesn't but he'll probably take on different things from daddy maybe or different things from me that he's seen so yeah it's just a case of it's it's mummy's space and mummy's mummy's place that she does things and that's yeah. that <laughs> it's your haven yeah I know I get that my it's funny my wife is not particularly um she likes to be out there but she's not particularly interested in, in doing the gardening so but that's quite nice to be able to have that that space that's just yours and you're mm. kind of the only voice in terms of what's what's going on and what's changing and stuff. I often see these people on garden as well you know there's like a, a couple that have gardens and I think don't you have arguments about <laughs> it like I, I'd be so fuming if they said oh no we're gonna put the dailies over in this bed this year I'd be like no we're not (laughs) and then you'd end up having a big like Barney about it wouldn't you and I was I'm always fascinated by those couples and I think how do they do it and they're often like I've been married like 40 years and they're really happy and they have these lovely gardens together and I just I'm amazed by them but I think that 
that you know must be nice but it's also nice to have your own I don't think I could do that (laughs) I I love my wife but we're not going to be doing that I'm afraid (laughs) no no we aren't either it's funny isn't it what is what's happening in your garden what do you really like to do in your garden do you grow veg do you grow flowers what 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 are you into it's sort of really evolved over the past few years I'm sort of relatively new to it and I still consider myself a beginner um and when we were in our old house we had a kind of very damp north-facing garden and I figured out sort of roughly what was happy-ish growing in some of the beds Mm -hmm. and that was sort of how it started off and then we moved house in 2020 and so I've got this new garden that's west-facing and it's really sunny and it gets a lot of the light and it's clay soil um so at the moment I'm just trying to see what's happy in it because I learned so well what was happy in the old garden and it's almost totally the opposite so I'm just sort of testing bits and bobs out so we've got pleach trees which is really helpful but we had loads of hedging under them and they'd taken over and so there was no light getting in at all and the the pleaches are amelanchias and they're such beautiful trees Mm. but the the, the nice thing about an amelanchia is that it's quite sparse and open and that you can get that dappled shade and a bit of light coming through so I wanted to grow stuff in that space that would kind of tolerate that sort of shady bit and give me a bit of color and not just have this like enormous laurels that were everywhere yeah so I I spent a lot of time taking those out and now I'm kind of planting it up randomly (laughs) I have no scheme I'm just like (laughs) I like I think some ferns and hostas would look nice so let's put some of those in and I'm like out and about and I see in a stillbe and I go oh that'd probably be okay in there too let's try one of those and it just ends up as this but I quite like that yeah free flowing effect I mean I love formal gardens too don't get me wrong but in my own garden I just can't stick to anything I just kind of trying things all the time so I've got this kind of shady part and then on the other side it's very sunny and my plan at the moment is to get um, that landscape to turn it into like a little potager type garden mm. with raised beds. And it's a mix then of um, flowers and a few veg that I really like to eat. So that's what I'm sort of working towards. I had somebody who was meant to start in May and then they didn't. And now they've totally cancelled. So I'm back to square one getting quotes oh, no. again. I've got a design that I've done and planned it all out and measured it all out. Uh, I just, I'm, I've got money saved up for it. And I'm just like, please, can somebody come and do it so that I can get my greenhouse <laughs> yeah. and get started? And I put all of these seedlings, I planted loads of seeds thinking it would be done by June. So I've got all these seedlings now that I'm like, I've got nowhere to put them because oh, they right. haven't been done. So I've dug out sort of a bit of the area that was going to be diggered away and just plonked them in there for now. So I've got all these like, sunflowers and some dahlias and some summer bulbs and sweet peas and like I said carrots now tomatoes will go in there too it will just be this bizarre <laughs> mix of I mean there's a piece of a bit of um, oregano that's gone mad and taken yeah, over right. some borage from last year which is just self-seeded so it's all mixed up at the moment um, and I'd very much like to get to a point where I've got a greenhouse I've got some cold frames and I've got some beds and I can then sort of plan out a little bit each year what I'm going to grow in those and and really enjoy actually doing a little bit of planning and getting some proper veg going I mean tomatoes I've done most years now yeah three years in hanging baskets usually and yeah like Florence's beans we tried those last year and that was really nice so it would be nice to get a few more veg going. Coriander, I always grow because no one in my family likes it except for me. So I grow coriander for myself and then I just go and pick it and put it on my dinner and everyone else doesn't have any. It's funny <laughs> coriander, isn't it? I've had this conversation before about coriander because it's one of those, it's definitely a Marmite herb, isn't it? It's a, it's a loved or a hated yeah. herb. And I think it's it's funny because I think mint is quite, it's not similar because I think mint is universally liked generally, but the flavour of mint and the flavour of coriander, when you've had it only ever from a supermarket 
um, compared to what you've grown your own. I don't like coriander, but when it's grown properly, properly as it were, it's not <laughs> in the supermarket. Mm. It's almost a completely different taste. Yeah, it is. It's much more. What's the word? It's like it's more aromatic. It's mm. lighter. It's not that like I don't know. It harsh, tastes, yeah, a bit it? like hard. Yeah, it is that hard, yeah. isn't it? And I think the key is that because then you can pick it early, so you get those like really sweet leaves at the beginning. I mean, I put it on everything. I put it on scrambled eggs. Like, really. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, every, my, I think the rest of my family, including my, my parents, everyone hates it. So I just grow a little pot for me. So that's just for you. Yeah. yeah, it's quite nice. <laughs> I know we I know we joke about it being well, we don't joke about it being your haven, but we joke about it being only for your, for you. <laughs> what uh we we are kind of joking, semi-joking with that, I suppose. Because the kids will be out there and there are things that we'll want them to either do or to keep them occupied. What are your kind of top things for the kids to do to keep them busy in the garden while you're gardening? I think, yeah, it's really funny, isn't it? So so yeah, it is my haven now, but that's so changed over the years. So it wasn't when they were little, you know, it was entirely the garden was given over to them I was a stay-at-home parent uh, the garden was a brilliantly useful space for us so second summer swung round one of the first activities I would get them to do is I get out all the toys in our shed with outdoor toys and a big bucket of soapy bubbly water and we clean all the toys so that was an activity that and they used to love it especially yeah. you get the hose at the end to spray them all down and I'd have a sort out of what we wanted to keep and what we wanted to sell and you know figure out what we had so that was always a really nice way to sort of start the season and that's when you know it'd be like my daffodils are out right okay it's time to get the garden going again like let's get out all the stuff and give it a wipe down so that was always a really good activity and then uh when they were little again I had a raised bed in our old garden and it was big um and I just knew I'd never had the time to do what I wanted to in it and so we turned it into a sandpit mm. so it was a giant sandpit and like my father-in-law built a great big lid to go over the top of it to protect it and it was so, such a savior I'd just say to anyone with little people if you can have a sand and water tray or some sort of form of sand you will find that they will go to it time and time again and you can play with it so many different ways mm. and in lockdown that was a savior I mean one of the days in lockdown they both sat in the sandpit all day long all day. <laughs> like, I remember you said, yeah I remember you posting about that did you post about that recently as well did you I think I was sort of reminded of it yeah, yeah I came up with my memories and I just was like oh yeah like that was that was great and I said to people like if you can do nothing else get a bit of play sand and an underbed storage box you know because you can yeah. put a lid on those and just have a tray of sand um and you can do so many things with it so that was always a really good one that kept them really busy and let, you know meant I could lie down in the sun <laughs> and just do nothing um and then just like you know pots or water with paintbrushes let them paint the shed <laughs> people always a gobsmack that that keeps them busy but my two would happily yes. do it for five minutes you know or just an old spray bottle you know you've got a mister for your plants give that to them and they'll spray the walls chalk some stuff up chalk their name chalk some letters or numbers chalk pictures and let them spray them spray off again and they will keep busy long enough for you to get the trowel out for a few minutes and do a little something that will just yeah you know keep you busy and I started following um Letitia uh, McClough and she does mm. the five minute garden and that was a real savior because I was like I don't actually have to book a day out to do my garden. No. Like that's what I was sort of feeling like I had to do. I can use my five minute activities to keep the kids busy and do five minutes of gardening. I don't have to do weed the whole bed. I can just weed, like she says, get the hula hoop. So we've got obviously kids hula hoops and I'll, you know, a hula hoop, chuck that over the bed, weed that little 
and you've done something for the day. And so yeah. I started sort of trying to do that more. And that really helped me keep on top of it and feel like I was still doing it when the kids had the attention span of five minutes still. And, and you know, we were yeah. really busy at home all day. I find myself more and more gardening in the evening just because it's, it is quiet and it's, mm. it's kind of the only time that you feel you get a substantial amount done. But then it's always the big jobs that you can't do then, like, like the mowing the lawn and the, those kind of noisy jobs mm. you, just, you can't do on the evening. <laughs> just <laughs> when you put them down, <laughs> turn the lawnmower on. Oh no, they're back up again. <laughs> You're totally right about the water. That water and sun. I mean, they, they seem like the most simple things, but but that I think that's why they are so good because they are so simple. And mm. I think that's why kind of circling back to the whole five minute mum thing is I think quite a lot of the time saying this as a parent that we completely overthink what our children potentially want to do, and it doesn't have to be some massive, mm. grand, elaborate thing. And quite often, um, I certainly when we had our daughter and we didn't have that book or we hadn't had that those kind of ideas we would plan these really elaborate things to then that would take forever mm-hmm. for her then to play with for five minutes mm-hmm. which was kind of pointless and it's always those really simple things that they do seem to want to do again and again so like mm-hmm. adult will go out with a little pot of water and some brushes and she's happy doing that for mm-hmm. half an hour yeah and then you feel and then you think if she does only do it for two minutes you don't feel as bad about it because yeah. you're like, well, it doesn't matter. It's a pot of water and a paintbrush. I just tip the water out and put it away. So in the when, but when you've set up something elaborate and they do only do it for five minutes, you feel so heartbroken that they want like enjoy this great big, you know, painting setup I've done for you out in the garden with the umbrella and I've got the cushions yeah. out and you know we've got all the paints and then they don't do it and you just think, oh, a, you know, a pot yeah. of water and a paintbrush. You don't feel that real annoyance when they don't want to do it for ages. Yeah, exactly. So we've heard a little bit about your garden there. So I've got a couple of questions for you that are entirely tailored to your garden and what you enjoy about gardening. Mm -hmm. So this is all about you. Forget the kids. This is totally totally (laughs) about you. (laughs) You've spoke a little bit about there um, that you're going to landscape a portion of your garden um, and you've said some of the plants that that you enjoy. But this one is specifically about the the plant that you like the most so if you had to redesign your whole garden which sounds like that would be an absolute dream for you one type of plant that you could plant everywhere with nothing else you could only choose one plant what would it be so i mean it's just so hard isn't it because you what you really want is something that's going to give you pleasure all year long right you know and so i think for me the thing i love most is an apple tree that we've got in our garden and it's really weird but uh my father-in-law did some gardening job he was like doing handyman jobs and this this couple were getting rid of these two apple trees so he just put them in pots and brought them to the house and they were just wow. sticks and i was like that is not going to live like no chance and anyway i kept it and then the next year blossom came on it and it was like three bits of blossom and I got one apple and it went rotten and I was like okay oh, well, that's fine but it was it was like oats alive so anyway carried on next year you know a few more branches quite a lot of blossom about 15 apples and it just brought me so much joy all the way through the season so I had you know the blossom and I'd go out and watch the bees at the start of the year because I just love that feeling of like it's the beginning of the season. Like, yes, let's get back out. And then I love that you can watch the apples and they come and they're really little teeny little berries and then they grow into these big juicy apples. Um, and again, you kind of tend to those and prune them out. And I leave some for the insects and I take some for me, turn them into I'd eat them, which yeah. is the best feeling in the world, or turn them into something, a pie or whatever, you know a terrible crumble sometimes or something like that and then 
and then the leaves will turn and drop and so you get to see that and then you prune it and figure out what it's going to look like next year and I just think that just gives you so much to do with a plant and it gives you something to complete so if if I couldn't have anything else I would have an orchard of apple trees I think and just and just happily keep those going forever but I do really love sweet sweet peas and it's quite hard (laughs) throw that in at the end there (laughs) (laughs) okay well I'm not going to be as cruel as desert island discs and you can only take take one luxury with you you can have an orchard and you can have some sweet peas and you could even grow the sweet peas up the apple tree your apple tree I know they just grow anywhere you can put them in little gaps and they'll curl up somewhere and then you get flowers and that's yeah, I love, I love them. Well, that's a first on the podcast, Apple Tree. You'd <laughs> be glad to know. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so, in a similar vein, if you could only ever use one garden tool again, what garden tool would it be and why? So, for Christmas, I asked for a, blo- a bulb planter that I had seen in Gardener's World. They reviewed all the bulb planters. I mean, what is my life? But <laughs> I just was so excited. <laughs> and I looked the wall and I was like, I want that one. Oh, that's the one I want. I, I sent a link to my husband and he bought it for me for Christmas. The right. kids thought it was a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it one of the long handle ones? Yeah, yeah. so the long handle one. And I used it for the first time with it. I didn't use because I'd already planted all my spring bulbs. Right, yeah, of course. So I used it the other day for my summer bulbs. Oh man, I was so happy about it. I was like, <laughs> this is the greatest invention ever. Okay, and the age old question. If you had to impart one piece of gardening wisdom on a new garden owner, what would it be? My wisdom is the same for five minute games as it is for gardening. And there's like a lot of crossover and it's just give it a try. Just try it. And like you don't nothing. You haven't lost anything. If you've tried a five minute game with your child and they don't want to do it, you haven't lost anything. You've, you've succeeded there. You've given it a go. And it's exactly the same with gardening. If you plant some seeds and they don't germinate, you haven't lost anything. You know, it's a packet of seeds. You can buy some more. You can buy some plugs. You know, I just feel like the trying is the bit that's important. That's the process. That's the bit that will give you joy as much as as the outcome. So my only advice in both, both things is just give it a try. And if it works and it's happy, great. And if it doesn't, and it feels like a failure it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter it's, you know it's a plant so just try again daisy's three books give me five time for school and on the go are available now from all good booksellers you can follow daisy on instagram at five minute mum to see what else she might be up to Join me next week where I'll be joined by a fantastic guest from the world of gardening. This is one that you absolutely will not want to miss. Follow me on Instagram at View from the Potting Bench to find out who that might be.